Nice. Let's go to hello, everybody. Welcome to yeah, All About the Birds preview like show. And got uh, Jeremy Bridges here to break down the Eagles Week 15 matchup against the Cardinals. And, you know, we're going to talk and dive into the offensive line. We're going to talk about a lot of things with Jeremy. And we are so happy to have him. Uh, recurring guest. First three time our- guest. Exactly. First three time guest on this show. Yeah. We've He's done our offensive line. First three time guest. Just because you're in Arizona, That's right. you got the pulse of the Cardinals there with you, you know? So I heard you say something there when Johnny was coming on the air. Did Johnny put you in the highlight clip at all? No, no. <laughs> no, I, I didn't make the highlight clip. And I felt kind of attacked when I was sitting with all this Cardinals stuff. Like, we were getting mashed Man, you, you really video. got to face Cardinal. Can we at least build up to make you know the build up video? Like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, it's the NFL. We kick a little ass too. You know what I'm saying? We weren't just receiving the ass kicking, we were kicking a little ass too. So damn. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, big letdown right there. Good job, awesome. Johnny. Great, great editing though. I like it. The music was was on point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Phil I likes like that it. music. That was Phil's. Yeah, dude. Sorry, when he showed me the hump, hump pipe up pump up video there. I just heard Beethoven. I know it was a remix of it, but you know I'm a classically trained piano player, and I just I heard the Beethoven, you know, oh, yeah, right yeah. away in there. You, you heard know? it, man. It, it was in. I heard it, the undertone. I heard the Beethoven. I heard that. Good job. There you go. There you go. That's a good job, man. I like it. But I want to start off and talk to you about this matchup. And now, Doug Peterson named Jalen Hurts, who started against the Saints, rookie quarterback, the starter against Arizona. Now, right. we went Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. They're their last two Oklahoma quarterbacks, um, they have a somewhat similar skill set in terms of they, they can move in the pocket. They can make plays with their legs. Um, right. They can make plays with their arms. So my thing is, with the Kyler versus Hurts, you've seen ton of Kyler Murray. I'm not sure how much of the Jalen Hurts you've seen, but, you know, can you kind of compare the two a little bit? Of course you can. Uh, like you said, skill set, and that's how you compare quarterbacks, right? Uh, you can't really compare them to size and strength and all that. It's about skill set. So both of them guys can make plays with their legs. Both of them have cannons for arms. Both of them are extremely smart. They can they can make any throw on the football field. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be entertaining to say the least. Uh, uh, the two Oklahoma, yeah, they're the two latest Oklahoma quarterbacks. They never had a run into each other because, uh, of course, Hurts was a transfer. Mm-hmm. Right. So by that time, Kyler had already he was he actually went to play baseball. So right. he had already left Oklahoma, and so of course I'm pretty sure they know each other some kind of way. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see, uh, and it's gonna boil down to to defense, honestly. Right. I really believe it's gonna boil down to defenses and who's gonna make the better adjustments versus the quarterback who has the ability to get out of the pocket and hurt you with their feet. So. Who's going to make the adjustment, right? Uh, the Saints didn't make the adjustment last week, and it was weird to me, right? <laughs> you know, it was it was yeah. kind of weird to me, right? I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, after he's burnt your ass three times, like getting out of the pocket, just boop, 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 10, 15, 12, whatever. We don't put a spy on this dude, right? But <laughs> reason being is that you guys' secondary bombs are depleted. So there was really no way to. Right. Um, so are you guys going to be healthy this week, healthy enough to, to, to be able to put a spy on a little man because 
when that starts happening. So you're, 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 you, you bring up Little Man and all. So how? So there was a lot of talk the last couple of weeks. He'd been, you know, Kyler Murray had been running a little bit less, mm-hmm. you know, because of a shoulder issue and all. Mm-hmm. How is that shoulder now leading up to this? Is, is, is he getting closer to healthy or as healthy as he can be at this point in the season? Or is that oh, still yeah. somewhat of a concern in Arizona? I don't. I, I haven't heard anything about it out of, out of the uh, out of the camp. Uh, I think he's totally fine. Maybe a little shell shock because no quarterback likes to get hurt, right? So, uh, especially with that AC joint on your throwing arm, it, it's 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 a touchy situation. But I don't think that he has to run uh, for us to be successful. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he has to be the the main guy. Now, he has to run when he gets in trouble, and and for me. Him running means getting the first down to slide your little ass down and getting back in the huddle, and then let's do it again, right? I'm not talking about trying to go the distance. Unless you just can, right? But we're going to be smart. We're going to slide down feet first. You're going to get some of those penalties because, you know, defensive players are fucking stupid, right? <laughs> they want to come in and, oh, I want to hit him, and bam, well, there you go. Thanks for 15 more yards, right? And that kind of works both ways because we're – the most penalized team in the league right now. And one of the things that I'm not happy about is the old ball coach. I can't stand it. I, I, it's, it's disgusting to me, right? It's discipline. So, yeah, it's discipline. It's big time discipline. If you if you listen to our podcast, JB and Vinny Blue Review, we do the State of the Bird game every fourth game. And I basically told him to their ass and let them have it after this one because I, I see that lack of discipline. And then you see that lack of discipline. And it shows up on the football field because it's not only the penalties that lack of discipline is in the defense cover, defensive coverages, it's in the D line playing their gaps, it's in the offensive line uh, techniques and positions. I'm not position, but uh, blocking schemes, so on and so forth, and then jumping outside, holding. It, it's it's all of these things that that are keeping us from being as good as we can be. Right, us being seven and six right now to me is unacceptable. I mean, we should we should very easily be nine and four. Right. Uh, like some of these other teams, you look at and you're like, hold on, what? Right? You mean to tell me we're not as good as the Browns? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're playing good ball, especially defensively. You know what I'm saying? And they're running the ball at a super high level, which is helping them. But you mean to tell me we can't do that too? Right? No, it's not that we can't. We just don't. Right? Because we have one of the most inconsistent play callers. In the NFL, just happens to be our head coach. Oh, hold on, hold on. You you don't know well, what well, you're bringing up play, play calling is <laughs> if you haven't been watching the Eagles and their play. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I know you don't pay close attention to the Eagles, but Miles Sanders coming into last week was averaging yeah. like four touches yeah, every yeah. second half. I mean, Miles Miles Sanders with a rookie quarterback making his first NFL career start carried the ball 14 times total. And only five times in the second half when you had a huge lead. So play calling, I mean, we, we could go back and forth on play calling all night. <laughs> Here's football one-on-one, gentlemen, right? Yeah. If you have an offensive line who's having issues like, like Philly, right, you want to give them confidence. And the way you give them confidence is you let them come off the ball and mash people out, right? The way defensive linemen, the reason why defensive linemen have success is they get you in situations where they you have to throw the football. Right, just like the Giants, we beat them last week, and we made them stay in positions where they had to throw the football. They never got a chance to run, and when they did run the ball, we played sound gap football on defense, and we mm-hmm. stopped them for two yard gains, right. you know, and less than that. And where again, we put them in a position where they had to throw the ball all the time, right? So for you guys who have, I'm not gonna say gutter running backs, right? 
but you have guys that don't mind mixing it up, don't mind running between tackles, don't mind, you know what I'm saying, getting those carries like any running back in the NFL. Right. And you have that offensive line who's mixed up, jumbled up. We talked about it before we started the show. 13 different lineups, like, you let them reward them by allowing them to lean on some people. That tires the D-line out, play action opens up. I mean, football is not that hard. I brought it up on multiple shows, and I don't know offensive line, you know, technique and all that. That's never something that I was great at. But the one thing you could look at is, I don't know if you've seen uh, Jordan Maialata. He stepped in multiple times this year. The rugby, the Australian kid for the Eagles. I mean, he only picked up a football three years ago. He hadn't even played football before the Eagles drafted him. And the one thing you could see is he can run block. I mean, he's a 6'8", 350-pound, just athletic. He could probably play running back or tight end. But yet all they do is have him trying to do these complex pass blocking schemes instead of doing the one thing he can do, which is just bull rush forward and block. Well, the one thing that he – the one thing he did do, I saw um, on the coach's film, was it was – forget what play it was, uh, but Sheldon Rankins, which he's 6'2", 290, he literally took him and threw him aside all the way to the right guard. And that's something that you can do. And a guy that big, who's six foot eight, 350 pounds. He's a large human being. If he gets his hands on you, he can move you. And he's shown that he can do that. So that's one thing. But, you know, talking about, you talked about the, you know, injuries about the Eagles and even looking at their offensive line, their right tackle, uh, Jack Driscoll's out. Uh, He's out for the year, which then brings the, the question, you know, about, the right tackle. Who, who's going to play right tackle? Because we're already down to on the 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 right tackle spot. Our this is now going to be our third or fourth string right tackle. Um, and I was and I was asking you before the show, and you were kind of answering a little bit. You know, how do you go from you know what you imagined your starting offensive line to be, and it's a bunch of professionals and they're guys who know their spots, to guys who were now on on Tuesday of a game week, and we're still not sure who the starting five are going to be. And then if those starting five are going to make it through, or even if one of the starters has dressed for an NFL game before. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and that's a hard situation, especially when you're bringing guys in uh, because you're trying to fill gaps. It's, it makes it hard on the offensive line coach. Uh, but you got to put those hours in. you got to put that extra time in. you got to get those guys out before practice. you got to get them out after practice. Keep them out after practice. Get them out before practice. And, and, and it's got to be about learning. You know, extra film time. Like this is a professional sport. Like as we talked about before the show started, ain't nobody gonna come save you. Ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Uh, they're gonna suit up, buckle helmets up, and they're coming after your ass. Which I know our defense is gonna do, right? But I hope it just doesn't burn us because of Jalen Hurts and his ability to run the ball. Uh, I mean, me as a head coach or me as an offensive line coach, uh, I'm, we really gonna focus on. Everybody knowing what everybody's doing, and that that should be that, it. Should be like that anyway, right? That it should be like that anyway. Well, when I played, that was as I got older. One of the things I realized, I was like, man, if I learn what everybody on the offensive line is doing, it not only makes me more valuable, but it makes me a better player, right? Because I know exactly what the man through the three man over is doing for me. And I'm not just talking about linemen. I'm talking about the tight end and the slot receiver, right? I need to know what the hell route he's running if we're running this play because, you know what I'm saying, if I look out there and I see his man coverage, then I'm like, oh, shit, we're about to go up top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. 
And that, that's learning the game within the game. But just the situation that you guys have going on right now at, out there in Philly, it's just about simplifying the offense. It's about running the ball, rewarding those guys and giving them some confidence, right? And it's about keeping them out of passing downs because that's going to be your weakness. It don't matter what offensive line it is, no matter how many veterans you have as backups, it don't really matter. If you keep guys in passing downs that are not accustomed to your offense, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have all kinds of shit, you know what I'm saying, going on, right? Well, what's it like as a player? Like, mm-hmm. you know the team's struggling. You know, you you know as a player, I mean, we know as fans and as, you know, guys doing these shows, what needs to be done. And you've got mm-hmm. a Super Bowl winning coach that you're supposed to trust, mm-hmm. but yet they're not running those plays. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how frustrating is that as you as a player being like, yo, we know what we need to do, but the coach isn't doing it. Like, oh, like how, well, how do you as, feel as that player? As veteran, co- as veteran players, you, you have to be able – and the best coaches listen to their players, Right. Yeah. So as a, as a veteran player, I'm gonna pull Doug Peterson aside, you know, what I'm saying, and chop it up with him. Aside from whatever, it, it might be on a day off. I might call him and be like, "Hey, Doug, can I come holler at you real quick? Like, this is what is going on in our room. This is what we feel we need help at, right? And if we don't get that help, you know, what I'm saying that we're not gonna be very successful. Like, of course, you know, what I'm saying you want us to be these supermen up front, but right. at the same time. This is a team, and in being a team, uh, being a team, right? We want to make sure that we're helping each other out, right? The right hand helps the left hand, right? It's not that situation where the right don't know what the left is doing. We have to be here as a team. So I, I'm, I'm that guy. I would go to coach and be like, "Listen, man, we we kind of need you to help us out, right?" And I'm saying that we're not going to do our job at a high level, but I mean, shit. What you right. want us to, you know, what do you want us to be? And none of us got capes on, right? Right, right <laughs> now, the, the Eagles offensive line doesn't have that veteran person where JP is well, a little got, bit JP played. They've got Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's but, the only one. But he's know. literally making sure that the, the four guys total on either side of him just know where to line up at this point. I mean, that's the right. level of beaten up we are. And what, what comes to my mind is, you know, you mentioned with the Cardinals, they don't necessarily – Kyler Murray doesn't necessarily have to run the ball in order for them to be successful. The Eagles right now have got to run the ball in order to be successful, and you're still talking about a team with Jalen Hurts was expected to pass the ball. I mean, there were at least 40 called pass plays in the game in his first right. career part. Right. No, we don't, I didn't say that we don't have to run the ball. I said Kyler doesn't have right. to run the ball. We run the ball? No, every team needs to run the ball to be successful. There's no team in the NFL that's going to line up Absolutely. and field six times a game. And beat nobody. The Patriots, not the Patriots, but the, but the Bucks tried that shit, right? And you see, it yeah. got them a little bit of a losing streak, right? Right. Because Bruce wants to throw that ball down the field, where he's like, "Well, you know what? Left, hey, left, check this out. We got to run the ball some. We have to. Two, two dynamic running backs. <laughs> you know, that's how you get victories in this league, especially going down the stretch and going to the playoffs. And once it gets cold weather, right, and bad weather, because you know this is still an outdoor sport, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna play some bad weather teams, right? Right. So we got to be able to run the ball. Those running backs have to have confidence they can hold on to that rock. They got to understand that this is what we do. This has to be our base, right? right. My beef with our play caller over here is that he's still trying to push that air raid bullshit on people, uh, right? The college air raid type yeah, of thing. Yeah, he's a, very, uh, he's a very smart man, right? He's a very dynamic play caller. And for three quarters, he calls a decent game. Crunch time comes, fourth quarter, you start to see some iffy shit. And it's just like, 
unnecessary, right? It's unnecessary, right? And you, you okay, we just got a first down. Now you line up with this bullshit ass college said you throw the ball out to D Hop with two guys in front of him. These are multi-million dollar paid professional athletes, man. Yep. Right? You think a linebacker who is 6'4 and weighs 250 pounds can't get out there? Please, this dude won a 4'5, 4'4, man. But, right? but it's even, a different lot, it's a different breed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cool. And there's also four. Yeah. And there's also been so few college coaches that have had success in the NFL when they maintain their college style of offense. Right. You know, right. we you we we're we're, we're still freshly removed from the Chip Kelly era where it was, all right, let's bring in all of my old Oregon Duck players. And it worked for, you know, half of a season before everyone's like, all right, let's make adjustments. But you know, we're we were raised as Andy Reid people and you win and lose seasons based on the lines, both offensive right. and defense. Oh yeah, well yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's the trenches win the game. If if you – my thing is this. I'm, I'm a believer offensively in constantly applying pressure, right? right. I don't give a damn if we got a 30-point lead. We're going to continue to apply pressure. We're not going to do things out of the ordinary. We're not going to try things out because we got a lead, right? We're going to continue to be steady. And applying pressure for me means going downhill, right? Yeah. we got King and Drake. He loves to run the ball between the tackles. He loves it, right? That's his thing. He gets some shoulder pads down. Boom. He runs physical. He's running into people. You know what I'm saying? He's finishing going forward. We got Chase Evans, who's a bit of a firecracker. This dude takes one, he missed, makes one guy miss. Next thing you know, he's going 30 yards, right? But he's physical as well. Like, go downhill. So being aggressive on offense doesn't mean throwing the ball down the field. And this goes for both offensive coordinators, right. right? Being aggressive doesn't mean throwing the ball down the field 20 times a game, right? It means constantly going forward. Right. But you can do, like, you can do that air raid. If you sprinkle in the run, you run the ball and you're successful – that play action is going to be, you know, it's going to pull those linebackers forward to be able to go over the top to guys from right. Arizona, guys like Christian Kirk and guys like uh, D Hop and even over the middle fits. So there's options that you can do, and that's why you run the ball. Look at last right. night. Look at the Browns yeah. and the Ravens. Mm -hmm. They are running teams, and you know, great game. Looking, great like game. You said you you go into the playoffs and look what happened last year with Tennessee. Riding Derrick Henry and pounding teams, uh -huh. the Patriots and the Ravens, right. to get to the mm -hmm. AFC Championship. So you need to be able to run the ball. And well, you know yeah. Arizona, Arizona has you know running backs with Drake and Edmonds. They're not, uh, they are good running backs. So that's what yeah. Eagles have to be able to use. What Eagles' strength on defense is that defensive line. So right. that's that's the strength. And I feel I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but the secondary issues for the Eagles. Oof. Are not getting any better because Maddox is out, McLeod is out for the year. Um, right. Slay's we concussion don't know about protocol. Slay, yeah. So you could be going into the the game against Arizona with your starting corners, possibly Mills, and then a rookie undrafted free agent, Michael Jaquette. And then mm -hmm. you have Epps and Wallace at the safeties, uh, Nicole Roby Coleman at the slot corner, and then a bunch of other <laughs> sprinkle guys in. That's a recipe for disaster with an offense it's, that again runs all out pro Hall of Fame caliber wide receivers on the other side of the ball. So here, with all that being said, if we continue to run that bullshit offense that we've been running at times, then though all those guys you name will look like perennial pro bowlers, right? right? Because we'll make them look that way, right? Uh, if we if we do what we're supposed to do, and we showed a sprinkle of it last week, right? With Hop moving around, right? It's amazing what you do 
when you put number 10 in different places, it's amazing what happens, right? Defense has got to do all kind of shit because they have to take two guys with this man. Right. right? You're not going to cover with one man. If you do, it's not going to be for long, right? We saw what happened with uh with our guy out in uh, New England, right? Mm-hmm. Thought he had him. Oh, damn, I thought I had him. Well, you didn't, right? It was just a matter of time for Hop got loose, right? So, yeah, we have to constantly apply pressure to you guys and understand that you guys are a wounded animal, and we just got to go for the kill, man. You know what I'm saying? And if we don't, it's, it's, we're going to make the game – Close and it shouldn't be honestly. You know, I love you guys to death, but no, honestly, you're you're right. We literally just beat the dog shit out of you guys, like well, we should have beat the shit out of New York. Right? Like, we expected the Saints to beat the beat us. We also, I, I really, you, you brought them up a few times. But hold, but hold on, real quick, Phil. Like real quick, <laughs> when you said that, you expect the Saints to beat you. I didn't expect the Saints to beat y'all. No, I didn't. I didn't expect the Saints to beat y'all. I don't believe in Taysom Hill. No, right? Neither do I. Okay, and I don't. And, and their defense had a spark. You know what I'm saying? That was great, but. I don't believe in Taysom Hill one bit, right? And what you guys did was, before, of course, all the injuries made the game close, you guys took the run game away, right? Took a little page out of out of the old man Belichick's book and shut down number 41, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. You let 13 do his thing a little bit. He got some catches, but you shut down 41, which is the engine of their offense, right? And you made number seven beat shot. As a right? quarterback, that was <laughs> I'm one of the biggest anti-Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator guys in the world. I think he's a terrible defensive coordinator. His schemes just don't work. Just my opinion. His numbers back it up, too. But you know what? When we did our post-game show after Sunday's game, the first thing I did was say, Jim Schwartz coached a hell of a game on defense. We lost 100 different guys on defense, it felt like. And he rallied the third and four stringers to shut down one of the best teams in the league. So I was all about how great the defense played. And yeah, yeah I didn't think we were going to win. But you know what? Like you said, Taysom Hill is not an NFL starting quarterback. No. no. I, I just, I, I just don't see guy. anything in that. I, and yeah. what they see in him, what Sean Payton sees in him, I, I have no idea. Well, they see a guy that can do both of those things. They see a guy that can move the ball with his feet and make – a couple passes if he has to, but he's not your stereotypical passing quarterback. Um, right. And that's where he's not, like, he's not even a below average passing quarterback. I, I, I know, think but, but that's just something about Jameis Winston that, that he's not cracking the starting lineup then. But, but what we talked about earlier, though, about as a defensive coordinator, my objective is to make you stay in passing situations, right? right. We want to make you stay in passing situations, so we're going to make you as a quarterback beat us, right? And Schwartz. Knew like I knew if I was a defensive coordinator coming in, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, let's see if number seven can really throw the ball. Let's see if he can really read defense. Let's disguise some things. Let's throw some things at him. Defensive line. Let's be very, very leery about getting upfield because if you get upfield, he's gonna take off running. All right, let's push the pocket in his face, right? So he doesn't have those running lanes to get out and go. And let's see if he can beat us. He can, right? And from here on, all right, the Saints are gonna have trouble. Mark my words. Because it's on tape. <laughs> and, you know, I want, you know, Jeremy's the offensive line guy for us. Um, I have a clip. I sent it to you. It's Brett Toth. It's the guy that I feel like Eagles should go with at right tackle, then mm. Matt Pryor, because we've seen too much of Matt Pryor. Now, I slowed it down. Toth is going to be 64, the right tackle there. Your eyes are going to be focused on Jermon Brown, who is – I was about to say. I Awful. So, so don't look so, at the right guard because he's going to hurt your eyes when you watch him so in this whole sequence. Didn't that guy get cut? Didn't, 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 didn't cut that guy? 
He yeah, got Bruno, him out of the hotel so, Jamon, so Jamon Brown, I, I, I got to take the lead on this one because I am I, – I cannot stand this guy. And he played one game for us when we had to. And I somehow noticed in my eyes real quick, so I around the TV, there was a play where he blocked for a minute, and then I am not joking you. And as you are the offensive line guy, he yeah. stood up straight and did the Michael Jackson fixing of his glove while the play was still going on around him. Wow. And uh, at, at that moment, and you're going to – so, again, Johnny wants you to watch the right tackle, but if you yeah. can <laughs> – but if I'll, you can, I'll, I'll be a chameleon. <laughs> if you can, try to just peek at the right guard, and the he, he did not see the field after this um, after this game. So, yeah. So, the first rep's pretty bad, but it's against a speed rusher outside. Right. He gets hit. So, now, so – yeah, as, as, as an offensive line trainer and all this stuff, like, okay, so that was a nice rep, you know what I'm saying? What he did was he maintained his inside uh, presence. Now, what I don't like about him is that he's sitting and he's getting pressed, uh, more, more of his weight on his back foot, which is going to keep him off balance uh, for a lot of different reasons. When he keeps his weight inside, see, look at that, he's decent, right? Keeping your weight right. inside, he's got good balance right here, decent rep. You got to continue to force the outside shoulder. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Yep, see that got him in trouble. See that that that, yeah, that yeah. motorcycle kick gets him in trouble. Like, uh, but this is just this is just for whatever reason. This is just offensive line play nowadays, right? It's just motorcycle kicks and guys are playing high and they're not punching with their hands and catching people and trying to run them around quarterbacks. And so that was, yeah. But I mean, again, this, this is uh this the, the, the right tackle. I mean, what was his real experience? And he's got Jamone Brown, so who is like. Oh God! It's awful having so, the worst game of his career, you know. So when you have a young kid playing your right tackle and your right guard is a train wreck, you know it, you, so, you're not getting any assistance there, you know. So with not. this with this kid, a little bit of background on him is he's from Army, so he was at Army. Of course, they had the waiver and everything um, like that for him. He wound up losing like 45 pounds, 50 pounds. They had him in last year. They got the waiver. Um, so he could play. They wound up right. cutting him. Arizona actually picked him up and just had him as basically uh, on the roster, but almost a red shirt, basically, you could say. Uh, he was right. cut earlier in the year, and then the Eagles picked him back up. And this is the only game he really played when Driscoll got hurt. So they wind mm -hmm. up putting Johnson was out, yeah. uh, Toth in there. But he's from Army. Now, what does Army do? They run the ball. They run the ball, and they run a triple option. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, so, no, I mean, I get it. Um, but I mean, again, Johnny, like this is the NFL, man. Right? You're not. You can you can give me a blind, one-legged, Spanish-speaking nun, right? And if you give me two weeks, if you give me two weeks, I will have a better product on the field than I'm looking at right now. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So now mind you, now mind you, she needs to be six six and about two hundred ninety five to three hundred fifteen pounds. But one-legged, Spanish-speaking, blind nun. You know what I'm saying? That's right? a, you that's find. A that's a if big you find it, that nun at that size, I'd really like to meet that nun. If, if, yeah. she, you, she, you, you won't even understand what she's saying. We just watched the, the right side of the line. Spend a minute or two watching Jordan Mailata play left tackle. And again, this right. is that kid we're talking about. I mean, right. you're going to see a difference in footwork. You're going to see wide steps back. Watch these big first steps that he takes. I mean, he, he's he's still, a left tackle? He's a left, left tackle, tackle yeah. yeah. Okay. And remember, wheels off the end. We drafted that left tackle two years Dylan. ago, right out of 
Australia, never played right. a single day of football in his life. Right, right. So, for again, for me, and I'm, I'm just biased because I train offensive linemen, right? right so, right. I, I can't – I don't understand – I can't for the life of me understand why these young men aren't better technically than they are, right? Because I know that I teach my kids all the time that technique will save your ass when fatigue makes a coward out of you, right? Because it's going to do it. It's going to happen. As sure as the sun rises and sets, you're going to be tired in the fourth quarter. You have right. pass set and fatigue. make sure your technique is on point because a lot of times your set itself will block a person, right? Right. But when see the, the what I'm looking at with Big Fella is that his feet are very nice, right? That's one thing he's right. super athletic, as big as he is, right? But again, he he's not an offensive lineman yet, and it's befuddles the fuck out of me because as an line coach, I want to be working with this dude all off season because he does have that size and that ability and that strength and those feet. Like I'm working with this dude like crazy, or I'm going to suggest him to go to somebody like myself. That's going to make sure that he understands the ins and outs of offensive line play and what people can and can't do to you based on what they have going on, where you are, their body position, their hand position, their split, right. like all kind of shit, right? To teach this man how to be a better offensive lineman and even the other kid from Army, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not just a just a front, you know what I'm saying? Like he has decent balance and decent feet. I need to understand what's going on in that offensive line room because these guys are not being taught. Look at the left guard right now. Who's the left guard? Herbig. That was a game that Herbig played. Another. I mean, we've had so many. I don't even know from game to game who's our offensive line anymore because it's literally different every three quarters. Right. So. And we just we just played the Saints, but with our secondary and offensive line, we're over here going, who dat, who dat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, this comment here on the screen, you know, it's yeah, one yeah. thing each technique and all, but instincts – you know, you, you really can't uh, teach that instinct. You're you know, so right, for some right, of the young right. kids, it, yeah, it's like Ford yeah. Maialata. He's played before this year. I think he saw one snap in the first two years. Yeah, but at the same time, you got to understand this, bro. We practice learning that instinct still. We practice, bro. Like, we practice, and, and, and our practices are made to be game right? So we're not out right. there going half speed, right? They we're should be. The periods are live, right? When we have periods that are team periods, the defensive line, but trust me when I say, ain't nobody taking it easy on that dude out there, right? So what you're, seeing, what you're seeing in practice is what you're going to see in the game, right? These dudes ain't out there half-assing in practice. So I don't know what people think the NFL is, but if you ever come watch an NFL practice, right, when we do periods where it's competition, right, motherfuckers is getting active, they're getting upset, you know what I'm saying? They're, it's a game of angry men. Ain't nobody out there bullshit, right? So instinct my ass. They can say what they want to say about instinct, He's been trained and been taught, or they wouldn't have put his ass out there, right? right. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have put him out there if they knew that if they didn't have any inkling in his brain. Like, that's why I don't understand the brown kid. Like, he must have spooled the shit out of their ass, or they had no other choice. But this dude is horrible. But the big fella, right, that ain't got nothing to do. He, he's a rugby player. Mm-hmm. You think he ain't mean? You think he ain't taught to attack, right? So that ain't got nothing to do with instinct, right? It's about technique the, the more comfortable you are doing something the better at it you're gonna be right and it becomes right? and it becomes second instinct you don't when you like you were saying that's you're why tired. you practice that's when why you're tired, you practice right when you're tired you don't even have to go okay i need to get my feet here it's just you know it how happens. to do it automatically right? it happens i tell people all the time that I, I like to i show kids clips of me when i play good bad ugly right you know what i'm saying i give up sacks who the fuck cares i'm off the line when i played in the field for 10 fucking years 
right? But I, I saw them games where I'll be in cruise control. You know what I'm saying? Basically being autopilot, right? When we played against um, Green Bay, right, in 2009, we played them back-to-back. In the last game of the season, the first game of the playoff, right, I was in cruise control, like the whole third, fourth quarter, right? Because I knew that my technique could block Clay Matthews, who was having a phenomenal year, right? He didn't see Kurt smell him, touch him, none of that shit. I was playing left tackle, something I hadn't played the whole fucking time I've been in the NFL. This was year seven, right? So you talk about practice, right? And people don't know, they don't understand. When you put one foot in the dirt, one another foot in the dirt, so when one puts your power foot and one puts your, your kick foot and you got to switch hands, that shit fucks with you psychologically because you're not, you've been trained to be on the right side, now you got to be on the left side. You might not think it's a big deal, but it's a huge deal to an offensive lineman who's been putting his right hand in the dirt forever. <laughs> and then from guard to tackle, that's two different worlds, right? Well, it's funny that you're saying that because Jordan Mailata had to move around a couple times, um, basically when Jason Peters was allowed to cripply walk back on the field and he had to go play right tackle. And he, I, you know, I love him and I appreciate everything he did, but he should not have come back this season. And he flat out said, you know, I might want to come back next season too. Nah, no, thank you. Nah, nah, but what, but for, for me, he, he said flat out, he goes, it's like wiping your butt with the opposite hand, going just from left tackle to right tackle. You can't jump it. to it. But understand it. Like, it's not just like talking about it, right? It's really not just like talking about it. It's something that you have to, again, practice. And this is why we practice, right? This is why we practice. So, and not just one week. Right. I mean, the kid, like, you, you, again, bingo, great point, Johnny. You have to prepare your guys for different situations, which, again, makes me scratch my head. Who's your whole line coach? Jeff Stoutland, Stoutland, who's considered one of the best of all time. I was going to ask you. So I brought it up early in the year that maybe he's past his prime and he's not connecting with these young guys. And I got bashed for that. Because hey, if you look at the development this year of these guys, it's not quite up to par. I know everybody loves Jeff Stoutland. I mean, he's a legend at offensive line coaching. But maybe it's just not his time. Got someone like Jeremy Bridges, Trey Thomas, guys that are looking for jobs that know how to relate to today's player. Got a 300-year-old man, you know, coaching these guys right now. Some veteran offensive line coaches are not developers, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why they have assistant offensive line coaches who do that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Russ Grimm taught me a lot more about football than any other offensive line coach I've ever had. Uh, If you watch us play, like, my last four years under Russ, a lot of times you would see me raise up and start pointing. Well, I'm 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 telling the offensive line what to do, right? Because right. our center got his head between his legs because I see safeties moving, right? So I hold my hand up for the quarterback to stop his cadence, and I start to tell him what's about to happen. Russ Grimm taught me that, right? Based on safeties, you know what's going to happen. But Russ Grimm wasn't a developing offensive line coach, right? right. So rookies that came in. Literally, we had to do kind of each one teach one thing and make sure that they were up to par. Uh, and that was that, right? Now, different offensive line coaches that I've had, um, Magazoo was a grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan Castillo was a grinder, right? That's where I learned my work ethic from as an offensive lineman, of course, with Chris Monakis, who I had in college, right? These guys, all they knew was work, work. Work and I got the aspect and, and I got the knowledge that I needed to know different positions from Chris, Chris Klamakis, right? He taught me in college 
that I needed to know different positions on the offensive line that was going to make me more valuable uh -huh. to the NFL than other guys, right? So I, I played the center, and I hated it, right? <laughs> uh, at least two – like, we have scrimmages. Two series out of the scrimmage, I would be a center, right? All 6'5", 310 pounds of me, I'm at center, right? I don't want to play no damn center, but I could do it, right? Guard, you know, is what it is. Tackle is my natural position, but – you you have to develop guys in other positions for this situation. You can't just be like, yeah, you're a right tackle, you're a left tackle, you're a right guard, you're a left guard. We got centers here, right? I'm a firm believer, and I said during the draft, I don't draft guys who are one-trick ponies. I don't draft guys who can only play one position. If you right. only play one position in college, I'm going to look over, right? I want to know guys, and I want guys to come to me. Like centers got to be able to play guard, right? And tackles have to be able to play guard as well. Right. Don't give me no. Oh, he's a great left tackle. Perfect left tackle. Uh, what's what's my guy? Our guy's name? Uh, Mel Kiper. He's a very left tackle. Left tackle. No, no. Damn that. Right. I need a offensive lineman who can play left tackle. Right. Yeah, that might be his grounded position. But if I need him to, he can jump the right. If I need him to, he can come inside and put his hand in the dirt and play guard. Right. So that, that those are guys that I'm looking for as an offensive line coach now. You have to prepare for these situations. And that, that's the problem going on with you guys right now. Nobody is preparing these guys for these situations. So That's not just on the offensive line. That's no. everywhere on our team that isn't being prepared. The running backs aren't prepared. The wide receivers aren't prepared. Before Carson got benched, Carson wasn't prepared. Same thing on the defense, the linebackers, the safeties, the cornerbacks. I mean, 90% of this team has not been prepared right. through and, 14 weeks of the season. And the thing that I found most interesting about – the offensive line with Carson versus Jalen Hurts. You know, Carson Wentz has been getting sacked at an NFL record pace. He's gotten over 50 sacks and over 100 hits this season. This past week with Jalen Hurts, there were zero sacks. Right. Zero you know sacks and one quarterback hit. So, you know why? And, and that's usually when, backup running and backup lineman. Yeah. Well, when Jalen you know, got, when he, when he felt like he got in trouble, and then this wasn't, this wasn't that he was like, getting back to his drop step and hitting his foot and taking off. No, yeah. he read one, read two, run. Right, right? that clock yeah. in the head. Right, read one, read two, run, right? That's that's how you stay safe, right? And what it does is it slows down a pass rush, right? It'll slow down a pass rush, right? When you get to your second read and he's not open or it's not comfortable to you, just run. Get right. four or five yards, slide your ass down, and get back in the huddle, Right. It's super simple. You make the decision, you make it like that as opposed to looking around like we call it jacking the ball off. That ain't it. Right? That's, a, that's, that's the offensive lineman's worst nightmare, right? You, oh my God, you're talking about but, a tackle killer. But the time that he was hit, the only quarterback hit that he had was that fourth down play in the red zone where he threw it back shoulder to Alshon Jeffrey for the touchdown. Right. So, right. yes, he got hit, but it was a touchdown pass. And on the play that you're showing here, so uh, this play has bugged me for a couple days now. So be, go ahead, Chip. If you want to explain, so you so, wanted me so, to give you this clip, right? So this play has bugged me for a couple days, and I, I'm glad that I have somebody who has played NFL line at at, a, at at such a high level because what I saw right away on the day of the game, and I'm going to back it up here, is you you clearly see that there's a blitz, right? You clearly see that Malcolm Jenkins is coming here, so Driscoll takes the outside guy, which is Jenkins. And yeah, our right guard, right guard pinches down to the guy that was in front of Kelsey, but leaves Cameron Jordan completely unblocked. Right. Is that scheme or is that miscommunication? 
That's miscommunication. I'm looking at five for five, right? I, I don't, I'm looking at five for five. So uh, you see the right guard is kind of like what? Well, 58 was baiting, right? So running right. back, if we can get it like all the way to the front uh, where action hadn't even started yet, if we can get it there. So running back all the way to the beginning. So right there. So what I'm looking at right now is you got a three-man front. We got two linebackers, right? Well, those linebackers are what we call they're baiting or they're green dogging, right? Right. So if they're looking for an opportunity if the if the guards slip mm -hmm. or they just kind of like don't do what they're supposed to do, then they'll come flying in there. Uh I'm looking at uh where is Cam at? Cam, Cam is right here in front, he was in front of the right guard. So my question came in because our right yeah, that, tackle. That, no, that, 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 was, that, was, that was a mental error, right? Okay. That was a mental error because I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let the outside guy go, right? Yeah. Plus, like being that, right. Yeah, yeah, being that Cam Jordan is a defensive end, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm going to block the big first, right? Right. So, yeah, that, that was just – that was a mental error by your right tackle because, so, you know, yeah, we let the outside guy go and we call it giving a quarterback man. So, that's that's the quarterback's man. So, uh, at, any, at any given time, time, at any given time, Jalen could have been like, oh, okay, you're going to blitz. Look at numbers. Run it all the way back. Let's talk about football, right? Let's, let's, let's tell you guys what we're looking at. So right there, Paul, I got three to my left, and I got a running back to my left. Well, I could take that running back off of his responsibility, and I could put him on my right side and say, you got 27. Now right. I'm comfortable, right? Now right. I'm comfortable. But the right here as a right tackle, what we're taught to do in this situation is take two, right? Right. The way you take to is you set hard inside, right, to that defensive end, and you get your inside hand in his the middle of his chest, and you literally, like, use him as a lever. And that outside guy, you just try to get just enough of him. Mm -hmm. But the quarterback has to know that you got to get that damn ball out quick, right? That's that situation. But him just jumping outside like that, that was a little error. Yeah, and it was did. funny. When I watched it originally, I was – I. I, I was thinking, okay, well, he takes he took the outside guy because he's got no tight end on that side, so that makes sense. And I was more angry at the guard for not sliding down. But you're saying that Driscoll right. made the guard's got a guy over his head, right? So right. we got six. We got Malcolm. We got um, we got uh, in. We got yep. linebacker, nose linebacker, uh, defensive end, and then we got a guy who's threatening on the outside. Where the back is that, right? So we got the nickel kind of in, in in the green zone or in, in the gray area, right? You see him. He starts the blitz, but he sees a running back, and now he's pulling back because he has a running back man, right? Uh, it's got to be – You've got a six-man blitz on five guys. Right, and it's got to – the right tackle's got to take two. So, Or just take completely take the inside guy and let Jalen head outside guy, right? Right. Yeah, like I said, that, that play's been bugging me for like three days now, and I just – I wanted a, a professional perspective on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, that's pretty simple stuff, man, really, honestly. Just be completely honest with you. It's pretty simple. But again, right. that comes down to the preparation that this team is being given week in and week out. That right. stuff that no matter, like you said, you got to be ready to go when your number's called. You know, these guys aren't ready. These guys right. are not being prepared during practice, during so, the week. So um, I want to talk about that play again because I sent um, – I just sent Chip – if you want to bring it up, take a little bit of time. I sent the visual from the top, so you could see the whole lineup. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. It'll be the, it'll be the second the second clip. So if you want to work on that, we'll start. I want to ask Jeremy something. Um, coming, it's Arizona's defense now. the The main key cog in their middle, Jordan Phillips. I don't know if you would say that would be because I think he's there. Is either nose tackle? Um, he's 
got hurt, his hamstring injury. He's going to be out. Now, he was out from weeks 10 through 14. Well, this past week he played, I think, like four or five snaps. He didn't play much until he got hurt. If you take away this week, but week 10 they gave up 73 yards, and then the next three weeks they gave up 165, they gave up 110, 119. Do you feel you know not having him, the Eagles can try and exploit that, which then would then give them that chewing up the clock, not letting Kyler be on the field. Because I feel like right. that's the recipe that that you need against this Arizona team, especially with the defense secondary so beat up. You need to be able to chew the clock up and have long scoring drives to be able to keep Kyler off the field because right. you know, one one play they could score with the way that secondary is right now. How do you feel on yeah, that I, uh, not having Phillips? I think Phillips is a, he's, of course he's an important part of this, but you can make up for that, right? You can rock and reel the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Have him have him going one way, going another way. Uh, you can make up for that. Uh, you can blitz up the middle, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's very simple. Uh, we have Buda Baker, the luxury of having Buda Baker, who can, yeah. who can play middle linebacker when our middle linebacker hits picks blitzes, right? That's fine. But what what you have to do. And again, what you guys did against Taysom Hill and what any defense should do against any running quarterback is pressure the pocket, right? In the middle, right? So the defenders outside get upfield and they stop at a certain point, right? So they don't run past the quarterback. And then the defenders up front, you're getting pressure, but you're staying more gap disciplined in your lane and keeping everything super tight so that those running lanes. He's gonna if he does try to run through, he's gonna have to deal with you reaching out and trying to grab him, so on and so forth. And he's, you know, both these guys are they're not the biggest quarterbacks in the world, especially not our little booger we got. So uh that's what you do. Now, as far as like I said, for you guys and for us, again, like I said, we can we can we can compensate for that. Uh we can compensate for that. We we got guys that can play D-line, and uh I think Brenton Buckman, you know, said is a very good defensive line coach and um Vance Joseph is he has flashes of greatness as a defensive coordinator. He's been better in the latter part of the season as a play caller defensively, and our defense is just kind of swarming, uh, really getting active. But yeah, there's there's just different ways we can make up for that, uh, the loss of Phillips. All right, so right now, pause it. All right. We're backing up, back up. Right before pre snap, right? Yeah, right before pre snap. Right now, Michael Jenkins has no responsibility because there's one receiver to the right. He has no responsibility, right? He is coming, all right? Either right. he's coming. So here's two or three things that can happen scenario-wise. Michael's going to come, linebacker's going to go out to, that, to, to cut off the slant, right, on the right side. 56 in the middle, he's going to bait, 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 bait. The running back goes out, he adds, right? That's called a green dog. The slot receiver is just there for window dressing. He has to get back to coverage or he's going to get the running back. So right now, we're looking at the nose is covered. On the right side, we got two for two, right? Because that linebacker's threatening, so we gotta we gotta take him. So in our mind as offensive linemen, we got five for five on the inside. That's what right. we're looking at, right? We got five for five. The running back got this guy. Guess who number 27 is? That's Jalen's guy, right? That's right. Jalen's guy. We don't care about him. Now, to compensate for it, as a veteran, a right veteran right tackle, if that was me, I would, you know, saying take two, right? That's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? So me knowing. Unless unless Cam went way inside, right? Cam did a straightforward blitz. I would stay tight inside. I would take Cam on about right here. Boom. So you see how he jumped out running back just a tick, right? 
See how the right tackle just jumped outside? Right. If you take it back like a point, a half a second, right? It's about right here. I'm staying vertical right here, right? And I'm going to continue to play inside, 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 and vertical. So I'm going to kind of be drifting back and to the left so that I can discourage Cam, right? But what that's going to do with Malcolm is it's going to make him run a bigger circle, right? Because right. my big ass and Cam big ass in the way, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. going to give two a little more time to throw the ball. But that's miscommunication because we have the five inside. We're not worried about Malcolm Jenkins. And it was funny because if you watch the pre-snap, you can see the right tackle and the right guard are communicating. And this is one right. of the only plays. So I, I'm, I'm over here on All About the Birds. I'm the kill, kill, kill guy. Because when Carson was in the game, he would kill, kill, kill and change the play three or four times a drive. Right. Right, 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 here, right here, there's no kill. There's yeah, no reason to kill. He does. Right. He, kills it. he kills it. What He's you got to do. Yeah, so he kills it. But what you have to do is when you kill that play to turn into a pass play, you got to understand that there has to be two hots, right? The running back's not going to be able to go hot, right? He's not going to be able to go hot because it's the slot receiver's literally like eyeballing him. So as soon as he comes out, he's going to get him. There has to be a man that literally comes here. The third receiver literally has to come right here, replace and stop, right? The safety, the safety walking down, they're preparing for it right now. So they run a slant here. See? This guy on his right. So right there, you got the slant. Just throw it. Just throw it. Right? Just throw it. Know what his, your hot sauce, right? His his eyes are to the left. That's right. the issue. Well, he should know right. as the quarterback where his hot guy yeah. is. Right, exactly. So you you, you look, where, look where potential pressure comes from, right? right? The only way his eyes should go back to the left is if Malcolm starts to drift back inside. Like, oh, well, he took my slant away. Well, now I got to go to the left, right? Right now, I'm looking, right? You got to have chameleon eyes, right? So you're setting taking your steps as the quarterback, right? And I'm, I'm going to, me personally, I'm going to be looking at Malcolm because Malcolm's their blitz guy, right? I'm going to be looking at 27 because he's going to be the one that comes. Even if he's just kind of like, you know, fucking around, he's going to be the one that comes. So I know I got a slant to my right side, so I'm watching him to play that two-man game with him, knowing right. that I can get my head around real quick and dot whoever's coming across that field. Let them let it run. I don't know what the, what the, what the exact, what the pass uh, routes were. But... You know, in the way Arizona's defense, and I feel the way wide Arizona open. runs their defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's right. wide open right in the he's, middle. He's there. wide open right there in that slant. Well, I mean, shit, he but, can't do shit because 94 is breathing on his Right, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> he was wide open the whole time on it. I wouldn't do that. And, no, that was a cross body one. We were all eating him alive for the throw. Right. And I mean, but, he's got you know, a lot going on. I mean, the left guard's getting whooped, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah he had to get out Everybody of Everybody got whooped. Right. You know, just yeah, like I said, that was just a play that I, I I knew stood out in my mind for a reason. I really great, appreciate great teaching point. That, that was a great play, great teaching point. You know, so I'm glad to, to find folks. You know, what I'm saying and listen to the, and watching all about the first podcast. <laughs> got to hear, got to hear the old ball coach talk a little football. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, speaking of like what Arizona's defense can do now, Hassan Reddick had a franchise record five sacks um, last week, and on the other end. They have another guy, you know, Marcus Golden, who gets after the quarterback. I looked up a couple stats. Uh, I'm going to run them off. Uh, they're pretty interesting. Um, and it goes – it's talking about the Arizona defense. So their blitz percentage is fourth highest, 38.9% of the time. Now, they are running a 3-4 defense, so, you know, it's – that I get a little bit skewed, but 38.9% of the time blitz. Their hurry, hurry percentage, 10.8% of the time – they get a hurry on a quarterback, which is ninth best. 
37 sacks, which is six, which is um, just just below the Eagles. Um, presser percentage is fifth in the league. Um, you know, but the one thing that was interesting that I saw, and I know you'll be able to give a little bit more insight to it, is they're 20th in the league in missed tackles. Mm. So well, they're, they're are we 21st? That. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to we talked about discipline earlier, right? We talked about preparation and discipline, right? What are we doing in practice, right? Are we looking at the things we're doing bad? Analytics is a huge part of NFL football, right? Let's so I, I said just about the offensive side, we need to get somebody to sit down and talk to Cliff and say, hey, these are the things that we're doing really well. And these are the things that we're not doing really well. Let's put the stuff that we're not doing really well aside and let's focus on the things we're doing well. Okay, defensively, same thing. Let's look at what we're doing well on defense and let's look at what we're not doing well on defense, right? And one thing we're not doing very well is we're not tackling very well, right? So what I'm going to focus on as a defensive coordinator and as a position coach, I'm going to make sure that we're focusing on tackling, right? If we're looking at that near hip, you know what I'm saying? We're tracking that near hip. All the little things that you need to do to be a successful tackle, right? So mm -hmm. that analytics, I mean, that, that's a part of coaching. And it makes you scratch your head, right? Mm -hmm. What are these dudes getting paid six figures to do? Yeah, right? that's, that's it, really, it really it really don't take that much extra energy. That's the job, man. You know, I think for me, like, and hearing you say that, knowing you as a former NFL player, like, how angry does it make you to watch players making mistakes that they learned, they had to have learned in straight-up peewee football, like the heads-up tackling thing? I cannot tell you how many members of the secondary I watch on the Eagles put their heads down and tackle with the crown of their helmet, and they get blown right by over and over again, or they tackle high. It's right. – you know, I, I coach middle school football, so I'm not I'm not, you know, on, on your level up there, but I coach middle school football as an offensive coordinator, and I'm constantly teaching these basic, basic things over and over again right. because it needs to be instilled so that they know it. So as an right. NFL player, how annoyed do you get watching them make pee wee not even rookie mistakes, pee wee right. mistakes? Uh, it gets extremely annoying. Uh, and trust me, I'm I'm no fun to watch a game with. <laughs> like, I'm, just not, I'm not fun at all watching a game. Like, I mean, unless, unless, especially when the Cardinals are playing now, if I'm just watching a game, of course, you know what I'm saying, the offensive line is going to be my, my focus, my focal point. But, like, when I'm watching the Cardinals, I have no fun to be around. Right? Don't nobody want to watch football with me because I'm, I'm too technical. <laughs> I'm looking at every little thing that they do wrong, and it, it don't make it fun for the next person. But, I mean, it is what it is. And you're right. It, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating as hell to watch people miss tackles, all right? Jordan Hicks yep. is one of a tackling machine, right? You're now, welcome, I, I, You're welcome I, I, for yeah. him. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that, that's a testament to Kime paying, starting to pay dividends, right? Because, you know, he's been, you know, he got the job, you know what I'm saying, because he earned it, right? Let's, let's just be straight up. He was our East Coast rep forever. He's the reason why I went to Arizona from mm -hmm. Philadelphia, right? So that's my guy, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I, but he's starting to pay dividends with what he's doing and bringing in high-caliber free agents. Uh -huh. Yeah, but that's how you have to win in this game, man. Free agents is a huge part of the game. But coaching is a huge part of this game too, right? So the, the best teams, teams that, are, that play the best have the best coaches, right? Uh, right. It, because – that, that's why New England has had the success that they've had all those years because Bill Belichick is a very technical coach, which is why Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are homeboys. They like this, right? Because mm -hmm. if you watch an Alabama practice, 
they have four periods, I think, where they actually go live, right? Where they actually have competition periods. Everything else is individual work, right? Learning the system within the system, right? right. Learning what you need to do as an individual and as a, as a position coach to be well and to be successful within that scheme, right? That's what makes successful teams successful. Not going out there and running a bunch of schemes and running a bunch of plays and saying, okay, well, we got this team here, we got this team here. Yeah, you got to do that for situational football. Right? You have to. And of course, you know, everybody has to, it's like boxing, right? Doing those periods are like sparring. You know, you know what I'm saying? We gotta, gotta, gotta get those reps in. We talked about earlier with the with the offensive line guys, you know what I'm saying, about getting those reps. And I know they're doing that, but that individual work is key and you see it or the lack of it, when you see things like mistapping, when you see bad technique off the linebacker, when you see holding and so on and so forth in the defensive backfield with the linebackers. So so you bring up coaching, and I got kind of a, a, a preference question for you. So, you you know, we're Philadelphia. We know that Doug Peterson is a, a player's coach. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're out there in Arizona. We know that Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he got flack early on for allowing cell phone periods at his practice because the players' minds were there. So that let's go let him be on. The, so he's he's a player's coach. Would you right. rather a hard ass like a Mike Tomlin or a Belichick or a player's coach to play for? Uh, the, the the best coaches that I've had experience playing for are coaches that I, I want to go out and let me say the best coach that I've played for is John Fox. Right. Okay. Uh, Foxy was cool as a fucking fan, but Foxy wanted you to work. When it was time to work, we worked. Right. We mm -hmm. joked, played, had fun. All right, but you saw like my last year there was 08, right? And we had 2,000 yard rushers, right? We went 13 and three, right? We just happened to have some, you know, the, the, the years before when I was there, we had some mishaps and some injuries, you know what I'm saying? It kind of kept us from getting there. Plus, the NFC South was just really fucking good. Uh, so, but that year, I mean, but that, that's how he was, right? Right. John Fox knew all my kids' names, right? Every one of them, right? He knew every one of my children's names. And now you think you extrapolate that shit. He's got 56, 57 guys in the season. I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one who he knew the names of my children. He was that personable. But, man, when it was time to work, hey, we we worked in Carolina now. When I tell you, like, we it was old school, grinded out football. Right. We had, like, four run periods in practice. Like, we, you know, had, we had team periods. We had mostly run periods because we were a running football team, right? So you exploit and you really – push the things that you're good at. Like I just said about Cliff, we need to do the things that we do well more than we do the things that we don't do well. And that's how you build an identity. I don't give a damn who knows what you do, right? right. Everybody knows you like to run the ball, so what? You still got to stop it, right? right. And then, that, you, then you just think of any more innovative blocking schemes, right? So instead of just running flat out zone, man on man, putting the body on the body, now we start to do some fold blocks. Now we start to get some guys receiver-wise come in and still the edge for us. You know, now we get some, some tight ends and wham a little bit on the backside of those zones. Like you can do all kinds of different things, but you just constantly run the ball because that's what you're good at. Right? We know we can throw the football. We need to run the ball, right? Arizona Cardinals, and I've said it, and I'm over to you to say we need to continue to run 41 through the tackles, and Chase Evans need to be more prevalent in our passing. Game I wanted to bring that up earlier. Drake and Edmonds, you know, at the beginning of the year. Everybody expected Drake to have this big breakout season. And that was, they, 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 they kept bouncing back and forth on who was going to be that lead back. And now it definitely seems like Drake's taken over again. Yeah. You know, is, is it just that 
what you say, the play calling and all, or did they, did they not like have like the roles defined properly at first there? Yeah, I don't know who to fear yeah. most coming into this game. I mean, Chase had a little bit of an injury. You know what I'm saying? He was out for about, I think, about four weeks earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just two hard-nosed running backs with two different skill sets, right? Kenyon is good in the pass. Chase is great in the pass, right? Uh, I'm talking about as far as picking up blitzes. Uh, he's a tough little son of a bitch now, right? <laughs> Picking up blitzes, and, and then when you give him the ball, like I said, in the open field, you don't really want to see him because he he'll he'll act like he's gonna give you a little chicken, and he'll put his fucking foot in there and knock your ass down, right? And punish you to get three more yards, right? So I, 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 they complement each other very well. Kenyon don't mind, and that's one thing I love about Kenyon, right? He will run the ball 15, 18, 20 times a game, and every carry every three yards, right? And he won't complain one fucking bit, right? And I got I got to I got to look back and I got to look at who well, who did he play for in college? Who did he play for in college? Alabama. Nick Saban, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, who teaches his guys that the team is more important than your punk ass, right? So, yeah, we we're blessed to have King Drake. I'm I'm for real. I wouldn't want to have no other running back now. Every once in a while, he gets a little loosey goosey with the ball, right? But those things can be corrected, right? That's easy shit. But Coaching. the fact that he loved, thank you. The fact that, like, like Cam, <laughs> hello. The, th- the fact that he <laughs> loves running between the tackles, yeah, that's beautiful to me, right? Give him the damn ball, let him pound that some bitch in there, right? I'm a firm believer that every time we go to third down or second and long, we should be in four wide and Collins have running back to his right every time. It should never be no five wide bullshit. Why? Why, Coach JB? Because Kyler can do this every fucking time. Yeah. Right, right, and defenses do this every fucking time, right? There's always That's... an element of a play action. You have to respect it, right? Because exactly. if you don't respect it, he'll hand the ball off to Kenyon. Say, if it's third and three, and you don't respect the play action, he hands that ball off to Kenyon. It's natural gaps in the line anyway because it's fourth down, and you got a four man rush. If you ain't blitzing no damn body, which most people don't blitz us because they scared because the little dude take off. Right, shit, he might not never stop running. Right, so. <laughs> I'm a firm believer, fourth down, I'm sorry, third and long, third, second and long, third down, third and long. We should always be in four wide, and he should always have a running back to his right side. That's the only formation we should run. It's so much shit mm-hmm. that we can do out of that formation, and we we always doing dumb shit, like just trying to do too much, five wide and doing all this elaborate bullshit. It's, Look, it's I the overthinking. It, it's the overthinking. I said it, I said it on, on, on our podcast, right? The JV and Beatles Review, right? I said it. I said Cliff need to pull his goddamn pants down, right? Get some pants to fit, right? Get him a fucking being a coaching hat, right? And and goddamn start coaching for real, man. Right? Start coaching for real. Like it's time that you grow up. Yeah, you cool and all this shit. You want to be a sex symbol, you know what I'm saying? All this There's a fancy shit. little house out there. Yeah, you took a picture in your house and everybody was raving about the shit. Hey, this is Arizona now. I don't know if you guys have been here, but it's the home of the bad white shit, right? So I'm pretty sure, you know, he's a single fan. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, bro. But it comes a time when we got to get back to fucking football and say, you know right. what? Blocking, tackling, running, throwing. The game is not hard. It's pretty simple. Honestly, to be real with you, we're, we're trained professionals. This game is pretty simple, yep. right? It's very, very, you know, game planning is probably the hardest thing about football, right? But when I'm in a game, if somebody's trying to take this away, then I know my playbook well enough to know that this is open or this is going to work, right? It's, it's a boxing match, right? You give some, you take some, right? But as long as you're giving more than you're taking, 
you usually win. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and I feel the Eagles could do the same thing with Hurts. Like you were saying, do the same thing because if you do the RPO, it's going to work a lot better than if Carson Wentz is back there because you have to you respect, respect the legs it. of Jalen. So right. that's something to to uh, really think about because both teams are – I'm not going to say they're the same because Eagles receivers are nothing like Arizona's. No. But in terms of the, the quarterbacks and how they can run the offense, right. you, know, you can kind of do the same thing on, on both ends. But, but let's look at this, gentlemen, all right? Let's look at this. Let's think about this. All right, two teams we watched play last night again was a great game. Right? Great game. How often do you see a pass from the Browns or from Baltimore Ravens where the quarterback doesn't do this? Right. Hardly, hardly ever. Even if the running back goes the other way, he still does this, right? That's just the action that he needs defenses to see. Both quarterbacks, right? Absolutely. Right, and because you, you have a threat. Even Baker's a little fat ass. He can still run. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, right? And, of course, number eight is like, whoo, shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, let me tell you, he ran real quick into the locker room. I, I got some uh, thoughts yeah. about that. <laughs> right, and, okay, so we're going to talk about this. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm loving this shit because it's funny as hell to me. Right, they keep showing him get to that locker room and that right there. You know, what I'm saying he, that little trap. You no, know what that, we that all know what that. So listen, that so listen. So, so it's either one or two things, right? He, if you have, if you've never had back cramps, a back cramp will make it like you got a shit now. You know, what I'm saying like literally, he like he fought through to get to that locker room. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and then it's not a, it's not an easy process. You got to put a fucking needle in the arm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's getting IV bags. Sometimes you, know, you can't just rush that shit because there's a threat of him getting an air bubble in his vein. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Exactly. So you can't rush that process because they squeeze those bags at, at a time rate, you know what I'm saying, to help get those bags in you. Uh, but you can't rush that process. I don't think he had the shit. He did have cramps. You got to think about it. He was out with COVID for about 10 days. Right. Right. Fluids were all fucked up, and then he played the game before, which he, he admitted he wasn't 100, percent right? So yeah, he, he had crap. It's, it's funny. It looked funny. <laughs> Everybody on social media, it, Twitter it looked, killed it looked real bad. Twitter does. It looked right. What Twitter does? He, Twitter kills people. <laughs> oh my god! And then he tweeted out today. He's like, "Yeah, yeah I wasn't shitting. I wasn't right. shitting." Right, I'm no, like, he wasn't shit. But it's funny because everybody putting the meme up of uh, he's the old Holland Smokey back here taking the shit. It was so fast. The internet is amazing, bro. The internet is a Twitter. I don't know why people don't have Twitter. Right? I saw, I saw one. It was hilarious. Remember the the movie Friday with the father spraying yeah. it after he goes to the bathroom. They had uh, that, but they had, but they had, but they had Lamar's face on it, and it was. Uh, I, I just started laughing. I thought it was great. I want to point out that the level – so all about the birds here. We're all about it here. And we bring in an expert-level NFL guest, and we have reduced him to shit talk. Straight-up hey. shit talk. So Chip, so Chip, Chip ain't never heard our podcast, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, he must ain't never heard our podcast. I wasn't on the first couple ones. No, I think no, we've done no, the I'm, talking, I'm, I'm talking about, about the one that me and my partner do. Oh, yeah, we're the one he is perfect. You got to catch up. We get real wild on that motherfucker. You talking about, you know what I'm saying? Shit talk, man. We'll venture off like family guy, bro. We're going to live real quick. Oh, man. Oh, my God. We've gone off the rails. We have gone way off the rails. (laughs) That's okay. It's all right. Um, right, We're going to get into our our locks. We've got uh, three games that we're going to pick. Are you like a locks? We're going to dive into those. Last week, uh, I was one and two. I somehow lost your two picks. I thought I wrote them down. So, you're, we'll Who? just say you guys are better than me. You, you're oh, you lost our picks. picks. 
You, you yeah, can't write know. them down, man. I'm a, I'm a new, I'm a new gambler to this. How are you gonna lose my picks? Yeah, I don't know. I got that one right. Uh, I was like some Florida. So he knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, one. And two, I was one and two last week. Yeah, I was one and two, and I think. I was one and two. Um. All right. I got. Go I got. First. I got my picks. I'll, I'll roll here. Go I ahead. think, and I love to hear Jer- or Jeremy's opinions on some of these games, or at least the teams. I got Washington. They're a five-and-a-half-point dog against Seattle. I think Washington wins this week. Seattle's been a little up and down. I'm a huge Washington fan. Outside of my Eagles, I'm a huge Alex Smith guy. I know he's not going to probably play this week, but I'll keep rolling as my second team, Washington, because I will root for Alex Smith to make the playoffs and, and continue that journey. Um, I got the Buccaneers covering the You might not want to say that out loud no more. You, you, you are a Philadelphia Eagles it's fan. Okay. You might not want to say that anymore. <laughs> you know, I had the exact same injury to my leg playing a pickup game of football that Alex Smith did. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm not talking about Alex Smith. I'm just talking about the fact that you openly just said that you're yeah. a Washington and, guy. And we forgot about the fan base, I have not given my opinions. These not at all. Batteries in their own teammate. I mean, their own team. Like, you know, if, if it's against the Eagles or the, the Eagles got a shot at the playoffs, eh, the Washington's out. Right. Washington's probably going to win the division, and I'm rooting for Alex Smith to play in the playoffs. You know, we have a six point eight percent chance, man. A six point eight percent chance. You can't. We're not Washington winning the division. We're not making the playoffs. So you're telling me there's a chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell you the chance. Uh, Johnny, I was two and one. I looked it back up. I got it. Uh, so I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe Washington. that uh, that Washington's gonna be Seattle. I picked because uh, we do our picks on the podcast as well. I picked Washington to beat Pittsburgh, right? Did because you? I, I because I saw I, I be, hey, I'm, I'm like you know what I'm saying I'm like Miss Cleo in these streets. Okay, I'm telling you, I I'll be seeing shit and people don't be listening to me. Like I tell people, you listen to my podcast, you'll learn a whole lot because I see things that most people don't see. Right now, I'm not taking nothing away from from Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers because it is hard to win ten games, eleven games, back to back. Right, this is the NFL, man. Right, so doing that was phenomenal. Right, but I just saw those holes. I saw those those places where they could be beat, and their offensive line is. I, I don't know. They've always been kind of suspect to me, except from back in the day when him, when Fanning and them boys were wrecking shop. And, uh, you know, they've had some injuries on their offensive line and. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of building a waiver outside the fact that he fought for our country, right? Uh, right. But, you know what I'm saying, that was a great story and all that shit. But, yeah, I, I'm, I saw that. So, I picked Washington to beat Pittsburgh. So, I, I, I do uh, – I do I'm, – I'm rolling with you on this pick, uh, Washington over Seattle. I'm yeah, really I mean, yeah, I, 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 we're, we're also we got, I got I got to catch up. I'm behind on the picks, so you know yeah, I, 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 chance, I, right? I know these guys aren't going to. Oh, I'm way I'm way behind Benny right now. He's yeah. talking slower than me. So. Oh, I, know, <laughs> so. I, my, I I got more money on the FanDuel sports betting account than most of these guys. So you know ah, I'm winning all there, you know. So I also got the Bears who are three and a half point dogs to the Vikings. I think the Bears they're on a little bit of roll. Trubisky's starting to move. I got the Bears winning that game. And I got the Buccaneers covering the six against the Falcons. Falcons are a train wreck, so not really worried about that game. But yeah, the Bear, the Bears in Washington, both dogs that I think are winning outright, and the Buccaneers guys. All right, I wrote oh, I mine got, down. I'm, I'm go going. Ahead. I'm going because I wrote mine oh, down and remembered them. All right, so the Dolphins are two and a half over the Patriots. I'm taking the Dolphins. They're going to win by a lot more than two and a half. Mm. Maybe. I, I, mm. Again, I, I've been gambling for exactly three weeks. <laughs> so, 
My, so we, my, we, but Jeremy, before his first episode, we had to teach him what the line meant. He's like, what does minus two and a half mean? <laughs> not, not uh, right. I, if you've never done it, it, if you've never, now look, y'all got me with my, I'm about to put my sports book hat on. Y'all got me over here looking at lines today. I'm about to get my three picks in too. What you mean? Yeah, what um, you talking about? I, I do this now. Pittsburgh is favored 12 and a half over the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals on that. I don't think they, I don't think Pittsburgh wins by that much. That's a huge line. And Raiders are favored three and a half over the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. So uh, I'm going Dolphins, Bengals, Chargers. Uh, I'll throw, I'll sprinkle mine in. Um, I have San Francisco minus three. Uh, I have Tampa Bay, like you, Phil, minus I six. I like the San Francisco line too. I was looking at that one as well. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of that line. And then I have Buffalo minus seven. Those yeah. are my three quick. I, I try um, because I'm so far behind you. I'm trying to pick games I know you're not going to pick. So, yeah. All right. So here we go. I got. Uh, let me see. I got the Jets and Rams. I picked that one. Where's the damn game at? I'm looking at the line. Help me out. The, okay. So the Rams are at 17. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the line. What do you mean? I, I, I think that they're going to slaughter the Jets, right? Because that's just McVay's, that's his MO. That's what he does, right? That's just a bad uh, team. And I, and no, I appreciate know, that. For two or three weeks. That. Two or three weeks, I've been saying the Jets were going to not go 0 and 16. They were going to cover. And then that Raiders game, I picked the Jets to cover the spread, yeah. which they did. But that last second touchdown, you just saw it last week. The Jets yeah. are just completely deflated. They're done. Like yeah, that yeah. chance of winning that one there. game, it's gone. They're going to lose the lose out the rest of the year now. They're out of there. So I got the, uh, the San Francisco is uh, three points, you know what I'm saying, to the Cowboys. I'm going to roll with the boys on that one. I, I feel like they'll get that done. All right, that's the easy uh, bet, right? I was looking at that one. That was the easy bet. And then I got the G-Men and the Browns. Ha, 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 ha. You talk about betting. All right, you talk about betting. I'm taking the G-Men, all right? What's the line on that one? I closed it out. Four, 4.0, maybe four. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm, taking, I'm taking the G-Men. I think that we we hurt them. All right, we, we, we're going to make them really look at themselves deeply, right? And also, I think that the Ravens, who I don't think they have as good a defense as New York, be honest with you, right? New York's defense New York has good. a really good yeah. defense, and they play really hard ball. They have yeah. a better defensive backfield than the Ravens, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the G-Men are going to win the game. I, I think it's going to be a shock to the world. I, I like I, I like going out there. I like, I like sticking my neck out when it comes to these bets. I like that. I like that. It makes it fun. Yeah, yeah it does. Listen, I'm better at my straight up and down picks. Who's going to win? There's, games no, there, there's no challenge there. You could pick ten out of fifteen games easily. Well, so, so that's one thing that was really funny, and I kind of proved my point. So, I, I've been picking games all season, and I've, I've been doing pretty well. And my wife wanted to get in on it, so I have my nice little spreadsheet. I got my, you know, my football reasons and my explanations, and you know, I, I did really well this week. I did. Uh, I went twelve and four. Sam Rothstein. <laughs> I, I, went, I went 12 and 4 picking games being all smart about it she went 11 5 and some of her reasons were she likes the bears skit from saturday night live she likes cheese so the packers are she hates the like her and she i'm like all right well great she can have my podcast look, look she look she don't don't be like mush on uh on, on fucking uh a bronx tail man don't be like mush, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, man, sometimes, bring it to bronx tail 
Sometimes you gotta go with your gut, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sometimes just like when I picked Washington or Pittsburgh, I just felt I felt it. I said, Washington gonna mess up win this game. They D-Land gonna just completely dominate Pittsburgh. That's what they did. Right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh is a one and done in the playoffs. They're they're, they're just, they're just they have the problem that Jeremy was talking about all night, where it's like they commit to passing the ball 50, 60 times a game. You got a 38 year old Ben Roethlisberger on a reconstructed shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Whose knee is. not around the pocket anymore. I mean, he looks like he's got two cinder block feet. Yeah. 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 That's the perfect explanation. He's getting old and it's showing. And one motherfucker, you ain't going to whoop his father time. I, I brought it up when we had our our bye week, big bye week special show that uh, we, we brought up some of our bad predictions from before the season. And they played a clip of me saying that the the Steelers were going to be awful this year. And they were, what, 8-0 or 9-0 at that point. <laughs> okay, but remember, guys, yes, it was a bad no, prediction. But when they no, were 9-0, they had the 25th ranked offense in the league still yeah. at that point yeah. because yeah. They're, 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 the, they're the worst 11-0 team I'd ever seen. In my yeah, opinion, there, there's only, I mean, there was really no one thing you could say. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh's this, Pittsburgh's that, right? They were winning by three phases every game, right? So yeah. one phase always came up big for them, right? Every game as opposed to them just being a solid team and saying, yeah. yeah, that offense is trucking, that defense ain't allowed shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's an amazing defense, but their offense is terrible, right? And right. It's, it's interesting when you look at that, you know, because they were 11 and 0, and good football teams find a way to win, right? right? Like you were just saying, one of the phases stepped up. Over here in Philly, and we're 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 four eight and one. Bad football teams find a way to lose. Doing something, they figure out a way to do it. Right. Turn turning the football over. It's key. Yeah, or, or not getting. You'll, you'll never win like that, right? Never. Yeah. So getting into the game predictions, we're gonna predict. You know, the Eagles, Cardinals, four oh five Sunday in Arizona. I'll let Phil. You can go first. All right. I mean, I, I can't predict them to beat the Cardinals. I, I just can't, you know. I predict Every time I predicted the Eagles to win, they lost. I predicted them to lose last week. They won. So I'm going to predict them to lose again. Okay. All right. I'm going to use Chip's wife's logic here, you know. You know, I'm just going to pick random stuff like that. I am. <laughs> Honestly, the defense, even with the injuries, you know, Jim Schwartz, he, he proved me wrong a little bit last week. He rallied the troops. I think he rallies the troops again this week, keeps it close. Um, I'm going to go 24-23 Cardinals. Jalen Hurts keeps them in the game, even has a lead late in the game. The Eagles defense gives up a late field goal, you know, game lose, or they lose to the Cardinals. So 24-23 Cardinals I'm going. Hey, you, you sound just like Benny. Uh, and Chip, Benny is my partner I do the podcast with. Yep. You sound just like Benny trying to speak shit into existence, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm, hey, look, trying look, look, I'm trying to put the mush on it. Juju. You got to get the juju, good juju going. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Our, 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 guy, our guy Adam, he watches yep. every show. He called the final score last week. And the right he, he called it. So what we, we got we got to make sure, Adam, if you're still watching, you put up your score because we, we got to know what you're, you're calling for next week. Great yeah, job, I'm gonna, I'll bet on that. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to bet whatever Adam predicts, you know. <laughs> Chip, go ahead. What's your prediction? So I, I think that these teams are actually a lot closer matched than we're giving them credit for. I think that, you know, you have very similar quarterback play. I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game um, because the Eagles' defense is just decimated by injury. And the Cardinals, they, they struggle to stop the run a little bit. So – 
<laughs> we said the same thing last Adam, week. Adam's the super. Adam's the super fan. The, the, I love the it. Love it to stop the run. So as long as the Eagles commit to the run and don't try and outpass this team and let these ball hawking linebackers and go all over the place and Jalen Hurts stays within himself. I'm actually taking the Eagles this week. I think that it's a high-scoring game. I got the Eagles 31-28. It's mm. high-scoring, and it's close. Mm. Shit. All right. Um, I'll go next. I'll let, I'll let Jeremy uh, go last. Throwing down um, the gauntlet. I'm cutting the promo. Look, I'm cutting the promo. Next week, you will see. Adam, Adam, I will come back. Adam don't know me very well. I will come back. When I come back, I'm going to be talking shit like Rick Flip. All right. Woo! I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jerry's just going to pop on with a hey face like one of these. <laughs> and Jake Adam will just pop right back in. Rolex wearing. Oh, hey. Woo! I'll tell you, don't tell you. Like that. <laughs> But uh, got, so, all right. So looking at this game, uh, you know, North Jordan Phillips, uh, Chandler Jones has been out for a while. I know they have Reddick, and I know they have Gardick. I know they have uh, Marcus Golden. I took a look at uh, quarterbacks who can run. You know, quarterbacks who are very athletic. Uh, Arizona's played Bridgewater, Russell Wilson twice, Tua, Josh Allen, Cam Newton. The average points per game twenty nine point five. They've given up against those teams. So taking that into, you know, you know, taking that into effect, um, I'm going to go Eagles 31, Arizona 30. Ooh. Uh, I like it. Okay. I like it. You got to go with the, with the theory like me and Benny have. We have to pick our squad. Right? I don't expect I one of you guys. We haven't, going against. we haven't for a week. Oh, so you, 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 yeah. picked, you picked your squad. Indirectly, you picked your squad. Like, no, you no, no. <laughs> I said Cardinals will win. You, uh, you tried reverse psychology. You said it before you said it. You no, was like, I, I picked the that that they won. Okay, so you're hoping I'm a poor that you're schoolboy. I don't know what reverse psychology means. <laughs> All right, so I'm going 31 17. Cardinals, right? Reason why I'm going 31 17 Cardinals because I'm going to book that we did take Johnny's advice and we looked back at going against running quarterbacks, right? And what we also did was we looked at the success that defenses, defenses, defenses have had against quarterbacks that will threaten you to run, all right? The things that I spoke about earlier about pushing the pocket and keeping that quarterback at bay, all right? And then the fact that Taylor Hurts is, that was great, all right? But our defense is a little more active. Right, a little more active than the Saints. I don't care what they did, but our, our defense is pretty active, and we got some ball hawking boys back there that love to catch that ball to the defensive back. Yeah. So, Adam, you're my guy. I don't even know you. You're my guy. Right? <laughs> you know, Adam, right? Adam's one of my pizza shops. He comes into my pizza shop every single week. So, Listen, when, I, when all this shit is over, Adam, I'm coming to Philadelphia. All right, and we are going to Phil's Pizza Shop, and Phil's going to make me a the, the, the biggest vegetarian pizza you've ever seen, and we're going to sit and shoot the shit and talk about how we whooped our ass this Sunday, <laughs> 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 oh, man. No, I like that. You know, going to have to come up, and we'll have we'll, we'll, a- we'll do a live remote once the re- we're allowed to have people in our restaurants again, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> that's another whole subject right there. The world we live in. No, right that's crazy. But uh, I want to thank Jeremy for coming on. Um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Always a pleasure. Love having him. Uh, you can follow Jeremy 
on Twitter at you know me big. Uh, you can follow his podcast, JB and Benny uh, Blue Review. Um, they find that at JB and Benny Blue. Um, you could want to give shout out to everyone that's commenting, everyone who tuned in tonight. Uh, I want to give thanks to at Last Out Media, which our podcast streams on every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, at Athletes Hub and at Heat Ratio Sports. We want to thank uh, all those uh, people who support us. Uh, we want to, you know, of course, give thanks again to Jeremy for coming on, uh, breaking down some uh, technique and everything. Yeah, man. Helping our, helping our listeners learn a little bit. We absolutely appreciate that. Uh, from a former NFL pro 10-year vet, for the Eagles, Car- Eagles, Panthers, Cardinals. So um, he did it at the highest level. So any show in his car. Oh, hold on, hold on. I was prepared to close the show out, but I got to bring it up. Listen, but this is what it's supposed to be. You know, the, the shit oh, talking. Of course. I, mean, I wouldn't expect him to, be, to bow down, you know what I'm saying, and, and say anything but what he's saying. Plus, he's a Philly fan, so this is just – yeah. it just fits, right? It just fits. What were you about to say, Phil? You were about to send a shout out to somebody. What happened? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, again, get a chance to, you know, say what we're going to do is I'm going to talk to anybody, you know what I'm saying, after the season. We're going to have all you guys on. Like, we do that uh, from time to time. We have a huge forum with KRS and radio out here. And we have all the guys out here, from Ed and, 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 and all these guys, you know what I'm saying, and Earl and, and, and Jay and all these guys, you know what I'm saying, and Mitch and everybody we have on, and it's just a big ass hot spot and shit talking, you know what I'm saying, and everybody's having a good time. But we're definitely gonna have you guys on our podcast, man. Uh, all about the birds. Y'all be showing me love from day one. I, I think I was y'all's first guest, right? I don't remember. Probably you're one of you were on in the very, very beginning, so you yeah. might have been the first guest. It was yeah. either yeah, you or Ron the first. Was it him or Ron Dworsky? I was, I was before Ron. Yeah, oh, he you was before, before Ron, Ron. And you were the first guest then that we ever had. And the first three-time guest. Hey, first. I appreciate it. I like appreciate I said, it. Jeremy's done more shows than I have, so I got I to gotta <laughs> give him a break. That's all right. You hear that. The best thing, I'll finish it with this. Um, it was a little bit, little bit back, a couple months ago, and I was searching the web, and I found your Jeremy's Senior Bowl jersey that he had lost. He did. And contacting the person, I was able to connect it and get Jeremy that jersey back, which and, you know, and I'm sorry awesome. I forgot about that, but I was saying that I want to say thank you, Johnny, for real, man. That was that was dope. Uh it was a situation where I got that divorce and my, my ex-wife let one of our storages go. And uh so it, it was just destiny, you know what I'm saying? Uh it, it was dope. I talk about that, and I'm glad my kids can now see that jersey, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it meant a lot, okay. man. You know what I had to go through to get to the senior bowl. And then making Mel Kiper eat his words, that was, <laughs> yeah, like, so, so you guys you know, know the story, right? I, I'll tell it real quick, just so you guys can hear. You mentioned his name a few times. I guess you don't like right. him. Oh, fuck, fuck Mel Kiper, right? I hope he's listening, right? I've got to Mel Kiper. And his little punk ass, uh, whatever the fuck his other dude is that he got talking to shit. They don't know shit about shit, right? So... Yeah, Mel Kiper Jr. basically said that I shouldn't have been in the senior bowl, right? He said that the competition level that I played against, I was going to top tackles in the, in the league, in college, in the, in the ACAA, right? Top 10 to be exact, right? So he said that my competition level in Conference USA, I didn't deserve to be at the senior bowl. But his his overview of the senior bowl afterwards was who was the best lineman at the senior bowl? 
right? Maintain my blocks. Pass protection was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Play with the nasty. Showed everything that offensive tackle needed to show to be successful as an NFL lineman. And ten years later, yeah, now you can kiss my ass, all right? <laughs> and if I ever see him, I'm a, and if I ever see Bill Kuyper, I'm gonna do him like this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you're gonna come on your fourth appearance. And I'm yep. going to have Mel Kuyper pop in just so he can say hi to you, you know? Good. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to punch him through the screen. Well, I was going to be sitting back here popping popcorn because I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch that conversation. <laughs> it's okay because the the best draft show is on the a, AT Birds Network. My draft hey, show right. Friday night. That was a show. I, right. right I, I trust you way, way, way more than I trust me. Right. <laughs> Johnny knows every single college kid and every school every player went to. Yeah, um, Jeremy, Jeremy awesome. Bridges, Southern Miss. Yes, sir. To the know where you went to college. The real, the real Southern Miss. I'll say that, right? Because I don't know what the hell we got going on down there right now. All right, <laughs> we're gonna start a petition too, Southern Miss. We're gonna start a petition to get Jeremy Bridges on the Eagle Walk. Can you believe that I'm not on the Eagle Walk, which is basically like the Walk of Fame? But wow. can you believe that? Oh, Me or the whole, the, the whole, the entire O line that I played with. Four of us out of the five went to the NFL and played for six plus years. Wow. The and they and they neither one of us on the Eagle Walk. How does that work? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting y'all out there, Southern Miss. I'm putting y'all on blast. Yeah, that's, and that's right? what you're you know? I'm putting y'all on blast. That, that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. That's that's why I don't fuck with y'all now. I'm just being real. Talk. That's why I don't come down there. I don't want to come down there. Fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I gave too much of myself to y'all. You know what I'm saying? And y'all ain't. Come on. Don't give me stuff. <laughs> I already got started on it. Yeah, man. It, listen, it, it's your platform. You got you built your street cred, man. You made the NFL from it. So <laughs> I think there's a petition all about the birds petition going to be started soon. So we got you. We got your back. And I, and I, and I appreciate that, man. Uh, I always shout out to Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Y'all gave me my shot. So y'all will ever have, ever have a place in my heart, man. Philly, uh, one of the dopest cities ever. Of course. Ever. Best. Man, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't understand summertime. I think I said it before on, on the show. Right? I didn't understand the song summertime until I actually <laughs> was in Philly for the song. Right? And to me, summertime is the greatest hip hop song ever made. So it's big time. Right? It's big time shit. <laughs> but with that, I said, we'll thank everyone again. And we'll, uh, we'll end it with um, a little uh, preview of what we got going on this week. Uh, we'll play that video. And then, but the way we end each show, and we can say it because the the other our, our friend over other here, team, it, it, it is a bird, so we can yeah. all say the same words. We can say "Go Birds," and you're not going to get in any trouble for it. So right. you gotta go say birds. "Go Birds." I'm gonna say "Go Bird Man." All right there, you go. Dang go Birds. Go Birds. <laughs> go Birds. Get out there.